And I'd always been really enchanted by the notion of freelancing and, you know, being your own boss and, and managing your own, uh, managing your own business. I had gotten laid off, got that nice, healthy severance check. And when I'm sitting on my balcony trying to figure out what the bleep to do with my life, hit me like lightning that, oh, you're going to go travel and you're going to go freelance. And welcome to the Openly Spoken Podcast. My name is Celia. I'm a quantum self-love coach here to help you attract more love, money, and freedom into your life. And this is my podcast, Openly Spoken, where you get to hear the behind-the-scenes journey of my business along with other inspiring entrepreneurial stories from my guests. Today's guest is Lauren Boss, founder of Boss Copy. She's a creative copywriter who loves helping emerging brands tap into the personality of their unique brand voice so that they can forge a deeper and more meaningful connection with their audience. I actually hired Lauren last year when I was starting my newsletter and I loved her work. She really helped me get the ball rolling and working with her was super seamless and very easy. Today's episode is really exciting because Lauren and I actually went to high school together. We were in a musical together senior year. It was embarrassingly enough a performance of High School Musical. Yeah, like the High School Musical that was on Disney Channel. <laughs> Lauren is a phenomenal singer and she was one of the lead roles. She was also the front woman of a band later on in life. Uh, such a badass, but I'm verging off topic. So in this episode, you're going to hear Lauren's journey from an unexpected layoff to traveling the world and then getting stuck in a foreign country due to the pandemic lockdowns, which then all led her to doing something that she loves while getting to have a positive impact in the world through copywriting. So I hope that this episode can inspire you to make lemonade out of lemons and live the life that you love. All right, let's dive into the episode. Thank you so much for being here today, Lauren. No worries. Thank you for inviting me and for having me. This is admittedly my first podcast, so I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. It's really crazy too that like we went to high school together and like here we are uh, how many years later? I don't even, I don't even want to know. I don't want to feel old. (laughs) I don't even know, but like we're definitely inching toward 15, but like (laughs) for me, but I fully remember zero period Mr. Burke class down in the science hall. Just, yeah. You know, you know, we, we've come so far. I know. So let's start for the listeners. Let's start with like you giving a little intro of who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your journey. Yeah, no worries. Um, I'm Lauren Boss, founder of Boss Copy Creative Copywriting Services. So I love helping small businesses kind of find and tap into their unique personality and brand voice because a lot of times especially in this day and age, you know, you really want to connect with brands and people that, you know, align with your own values and, and can really just help you, um, you know, find, find that voice. So that's kind of been my specialty over the last year. I kind of stumbled into freelancing last year, obviously during the pandemic, everyone has had to pivot in pretty wild ways. And I was, and currently am still in Australia. I was on my like 
world travel trip. Um, the company I was working for previously had been dissolved. So I got laid off and got a nice little severance. So I was like, well, this is a pretty good time to travel. So packed everything up and came to Australia and found myself living here unexpectedly during the pandemic. And I was like, well, my vacation funds are kind of running out a little faster than I thought. So I think it's probably time for me to find a new way to earn an income. And I'd always been really enchanted by the notion of freelancing and, you know, being your own boss and, and managing your own, um, managing your own business. And I was fortunate enough that I've um, I've been working in marketing for the last five years, so I've just had the opportunity to kind of hone those skills and build up a little tool belt of, of expertise, so decided to put my writing to good use and, and see how I can help others, so been pursuing that for the last year. It's so cool how, like, you were giving this kind of, like, challenge of your business closed, and then you went on vacation, and then instead of, like, falling into that mentality of like oh no my money's running out and you were like resourceful and like you pulled up your bootstraps and started something I think that's really cool yeah thank you it's just um you know you can either sink or swim and it was definitely one of those moments where just tossed into the deep end and no life track and see how you go and it is funny because I've I've always been saying like the American the U.S. dollar goes a lot farther in Australia so like I wasn't burning (laughs) my cash super quick, but, um, I've always just put a lot of emphasis and pride on being financially stable and independent. So I just knew I had to, had to do something if I wanted to, wanted to make it work out here. And I wasn't really ready to go home and move, move in with mom and dad. Um, <laughs> never really the goal. So, you know, yeah. I was building a really beautiful life out here and was able to make it work. It's I've been really fortunate. So that's yeah. awesome. Thanks. How did you know to choose copywriting? Because I know marketing, like copywriting is like a small piece of it. And there's like so many different layers to marketing. How did you know that that was what you wanted to do? Honestly, I've always been really fascinated with writing. And in my last, in my last position specifically, the bulk of the job was really just like using our creative mind constantly and coming up with fun, creative ideas and writing it as succinctly as possible for these pitch decks for our clients. And Facebook advertising must have gotten into my head somehow or heard me mention writing at one point because honestly I started getting served a bunch of ads for like copywriting courses and and I ended up signing up for for this course called um, Comprehensive Copywriting Academy CCA and yeah it was just a bunch of like informational videos that kind of gave you the ground rules of copywriting and again luckily because I've been working in marketing for the last five years I was like okay all of this makes a lot of sense. And I know how to do a lot of this. So it's just kind of like putting the technical aspects of copywriting and lining it up with what I already knew. Um, so yeah, I don't want to, you know, get in Facebook, all the props, but it really just helped me kind of invest in myself and, and take that leap of faith that like, all right, I want to make sure that I accredit myself in some way or make sure that I just refine that expertise. So I have a little better understanding of what I'm doing. And then from there, I've taken a few more courses, you know, gotten a few more of those digital freebies that just help, help elevate my skill set. So it's been a, it's been a magical journey. It's so funny. Cause for me too, I was saying I wanted to start my own business and I also got served Facebook ads <laughs> of like, yeah. Cause they're like, they're, they're listening right now. Listening. <laughs> <In your brain. laughs> they're, they're listening to our phones. <laughs> they are, but, but also like, I can't be too mad about it because it's, you know, yeah. it's again, it helped me, it helped me launch this 
this independent career path for myself. So can't yeah. drink too much of the haterade on this one. If anything, too, like whenever we're ready to invest in Facebook ads, like it kind of gives me more confidence in it. <laughs> It'll work. <laughs> People saw it like, hey, if I fell for it and I'm like, you know, yeah. I myself as a go-getter, I'm not going to be fooled or duped by those guys behind the internet. But yeah, if it worked for me, it can work for you too, kids. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny too about that, I feel like that can kind of um, blend into what, one of the topics we wanted to talk about today, which was money mindset, because yeah. ads cost money. And sometimes when we see something that we need, sometimes the like investing part will hold us back. Yeah, so yeah. I would love to hear like, as far as starting a new business, what are some, or if it even happened, like what are some like money mindset blocks that came up or is there any like work you did around money mindset? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I haven't honestly done too much specific work around money mindset. I was really, okay. really lucky in that both my parents were really good with money. And so they've given nice. me a really strong foundation of financial support and financial literacy. So I've always ended up just kind of naturally becoming more pragmatic when it comes to money and just knowing that like, Hey, you got to cover your bases. You got to pay your bills. You got to have a roof. I got to eat. And then anything extra, you know, find a way to budget for it. But when it came to starting up a business, it again, kind of fell into those buckets of like wants versus needs. So, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, this copywriting academy costs 500 bucks. Like, oh, that's a bit of bit, bit of money. I don't know about that. But then when I think about it, it's like, well, Lauren, you know, 500 bucks could end up being, you know, two copywriting projects. It'll pay itself off relatively quickly mm-hmm. if you use and apply the skills that they're, that they're teaching you. So when you kind of think of it in that transferable way, that kind of helped me rationalize it. And again, I was able to quantify and put it in that, that needs bucket. Yeah. And then, you know, when it came to creating a website and buying a domain name and, you know, buying my membership on Wix or whatever, <laughs> you know, it again fell into that needs bucket that like, you know, if I want to be a credible business person, you know, I need that storefront, that space where people can find me online and be like, okay, she's not a crazy person. Just like living <laughs> on the street, living out of a closet. Like, I think she's legit, you know, <laughs> put, a, put a picture, a face to a name and bit of personality in those jazzy words to you know, <laughs> know that I'm a real person that I want to help. So yeah, a lot of it just comes down to, again, what helps me a lot is diversifying wants versus needs. And like, and if you, and if you find yourself in the financial position that you can afford more of those wants and continue to boost your, boost your business in that way, then that's great. But again, cover your bases with those needs and, and that's, you know, we all going to start somewhere. So mm-hmm. With the website too, like personally, when I first clicked on your website, like we've been friends for a while. So like I was already following you on Instagram and I happened to be on your page and saw in your bio that you were like, I think it said like vagabonding till further, further notice. And like you put that you were copywriting. So I'm like, oh, let me click. And for specifically for copywriting, like having a website gives an example of like your work. And mm-hmm. I think you're a really good writer. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you're really good at like being funny. I'm not good at that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I just love throwing in those, those puns wherever I can. And <laughs> you know, I just think that everybody has a story and obviously we all have our own unique personalities and, you know, it's just kind of finding a way to extract that little, that little semblance of personality and making it shine through 
through in words. So I've always loved to crack jokes. And I mean, I'm sure you remember I could get I could get relatively obnoxious in class and you know I was talking a lot and always participating and like being silly. So silliness is just kind of like, you know, in in my blueprint, I guess. Yeah, I love that. Thanks. I think that's I think that's important like as adults because like the world tries to take that away from us. <laughs> and I'm like, let me just like have fun a little bit because everything yeah. you know, everything just gets so serious at times and Mm-hmm. You know, if you can just make light of a situation and, and, you know, find a way to make something funny or find the joy in those little moments, like that's just what's going to keep you going and keep your spark burning. So yeah. yeah, I try not to take myself too seriously. Obviously like, you know, life's been a bit rough for everybody, I think for the last two years or so. So yeah, of course it gets hard to, to find, find those moments and sparks of joy at times, but it's again, like you said, like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and figure it out and and make it work mm-hmm. Tim style. <laughs> so then uh, going back to our money mindset topic, did anything come up with like how, how much to charge people and how to charge people? Were there any blocks there? There are huge blocks all the time. It's constantly <laughs> something I'm working toward, especially, you know, working it like most of my clients are, are from the U S so I'm still um, generally charging us dollars, but, you know, I'm still living in Australia, but I guess a lot of it comes down to like, you know, do you charge project-based? Do you charge by the hour? How do you do that? You know, you can buy so many different pricing guides and how other people do it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's still been a lot of trial and error. And of course I want to be fair to the clients that I'm working with. Cause a lot of times they're small business owners and they're trying to again, decipher between wants and needs. So, you know, how do I justify spending, you know, trying to get them to spend an exorbitant amount of money when, you know, I'm trying to, you know, rein in my spending as well. So a lot of times I kind of try to think of the project in terms of like what type of return they'll generally get, but also like how much Mm -hmm. time it takes me to complete a project. So since I'm still new, relatively new in the freelancing world, I'm still, um, like I charge project based, but I keep a really detailed track record of how long it takes me to do things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I keep an ongoing Excel spreadsheet that's just like, oh, sales page, it took me, took me about eight to 10 hours to do, to do those. So, mm-hmm. um, so then I kind of apply my hourly rate to generally how long it takes me, takes yeah. me to that. And then like a really great thing that helped me from my copywriting Academy course, because there's a whole, a whole unit on, on pricing in there as well. Like, you know, I've been working for cushy corporate jobs my entire career up until, up until last year. So, you know, my healthcare was covered, dental mm. all and benefits and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I had to also incorporate into my pricing. Like, oh yeah, like I got to pay for health insurance. I got to pay for those extra benefits that I don't get anymore. Cause I don't, have that that nice cozy corporate job anymore yeah so one thing that really helped me in that unit was like you know estimate how long it's going to take you apply your hourly rate to that and then multiply it by 1.3 because your taxes end up being about you know your taxes and insurance end up being about 30 percent more Mm -hmm. about 30 percent of what you're earning so you know just kind of giving yourself that space to be able to cover cover your own butt Mm -hmm. you know since you know you're running your own business you got to still take care of yourself and watch that overhead. And part of that overhead means taking care of yourself and looking out for your health. And yeah, definitely. It's not cheap. So yeah. And also that aspect of like looking out for your health. I feel like that's, 
that's kind of like looked over a lot in business. Like people think it's not important when it's like probably the most important, like the health of the leader of a company. Absolutely. Well, I, I look back and like, how many times did I show up to the office pretty much sick? You know, <laughs> I've got a deadline today. I've got, got yeah. to deliver. I got to get to the client, but then I'm just like really gooey and, you know, infecting everyone around me. Whereas like, you know, in the post COVID world, that's the biggest no, no you could possibly do, mm-hmm. but it's not unusual to sacrifice your own health. Yeah. To get things done because we just were completely absorbed and enmeshed in that, that hustle culture and that. Yeah got to get it done and not necessarily for yourself, but you know, mm-hmm. for the, for the company. Yeah, I know. That's, that's been something I've been really working on, um, letting go of. I think we talked about this and we had our like initial podcast chat when we were just, or maybe we were just talking <laughs> on yeah. zoom about, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about the like divine feminine of like doing more feeling and more just like being instead of like, filling our calendars with a million things yeah totally and that's something you know I still struggle with as well because I um you know I'm trying to find the right work schedule that works best for me because you know I'm not a morning person as much as I want to be a morning person <laughs> talk about how freaking beautiful the sunrises are I believe it but I just do not function in the morning so yeah. it's like okay, maybe I need to shift my working hours from like 10 or 11 a.m to 6 or 7 and working for myself like well maybe I don't need to work nine hours a day because that doesn't leave much room for exercise or looking after my health or meditating or absorbing myself in those creative hobbies and Mm -hmm. just going for a walk you know so I think we're coming up into a really interesting age of business ownership and how companies are operating because they're realizing that people, you know, working from home and realizing that they can, you know, have a better work-life balance. Like I don't really want to devote 10 hours of my Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. anymore. If there's like, there's another way I can do it and still find that balance and be with my family and take better care of myself. then why wouldn't I? Yeah. Everyone's leaving their jobs. And it's ironic too, how like people start a business for freedom, but then they're overworking themselves and it's not very free. Like they're not very free. <laughs> exactly. And I say all this, you know, with a bit of a grain of, with a grain of salt. Cause like I'm over here trying to figure out what works best for me. And some yeah. days I end up working until 11 or 12 at night. Cause I'm trying to crank out and meet this deadline. Cause I'm sure I'm not the only person who procrastinates mm-hmm. a little bit, but sometimes those deadlines tend to sneak up on you and I end up pulling really long days. But again, it's, I can't blame anyone but myself because it's how I'm managing my own time. And so, you know, there's so many things that just come with trying to manage your own business and manage your own time. It's like, I realized about myself that I'm, I'm very much a people pleaser and I Mm. love getting those gold stars and I love putting it on my chart and showing how good I did and showing my mom, my report card, but yeah, like, I have no one to, to impress. I have no one to get a gold star for except myself. So it's also kind of reframing that mindset of, I need to wear my own CEO mindset and get the gold star for myself because mm-hmm. who else, like no one else cares. And mm-hmm. if I'm not getting those gold stars, I'm not elevating my business. I'm not getting better at what I'm doing. I'm not building better services for my clients. So mm-hmm. that's been another bit of a mindset hurdle that I've been working through as well. Mm-hmm. And how do you, um, don't you, don't you run two companies? Don't you run a surf uh, company too? Yeah. So yeah, you can see the surfboard behind yeah. that. 
Um, So actually, it's another thing, like this whole Australia thing, everything, I've landed so nicely on a feather bed, like all the terrible things that could have happened during COVID, like I've really landed quite nicely on my feet and I do feel very fortunate. So my partner, he's Australian and he actually started a um, sustainable wooden surfboard company and his, his business partner is Belgian. So when we first met March, 2020, he's telling me all about this company and they're starting it up and how awesome it is. And I was like, sounds cool, but like, what's the marketing story? What's the narrative? Like, who's the target audience? And I just started asking these kind of questions. He's like, uh, we don't, uh, we don't really have that. <laughs> so by some magical force, I ended up kind of inserting myself into the company. Actually, That's cool. my partner, my partner, my partner understood like what my background was and what my work mm-hmm. history was. So he introduced me to his business partner and gate and they just they gave me a shot and it was my responsibility to do what I could and run with it. So I'm really fortunate in that Varuna, the surf company, is essentially like a retainer client, but I've mm-hmm. ended up just kind of taking over the entire marketing department and forming my I mean, it's just me, but mm-hmm. I'm doing all the email marketing, I'm doing all the blogs, I'm doing all the social captions, I'm doing all the website copy and the website maintenance and all the data and analytics and social and paid and all of that stuff so it's again just kind of landed on my lap and I feel really lucky and especially because I'm learning so much about how important it is to build a business with roots and sustainability and doing good for the planet and mm-hmm. that weight of social responsibility mm-hmm. because you know we're just we're just getting to that point of no return and if you're going to do something you yeah. might as well do it right and so I've definitely come into a whole new mindset of adopting a framework that, you know, really prioritizes the, a planet first mindset. And if you're going to do business, you know, might as well do something that's going to be for the greater good. Yeah. And we always, we actually, we are obsessed with Patagonia and we try to embody Patagonia's business ethos a lot, but their mission is the best copywriting mission statement I've ever heard. But they say we're in business to save our home planet. I love that. Yeah. So it's like, they're not disregarding the fact that they are a business and they need to make money, but the reason they're in business is to save their home planet or our home planet. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So the surfboard company has been really great. Plus I love to surf and I'm in Australia and there's incredible waves all over the place. Um, But it's like, now I have access to these really high performance, sustainable boards. It's it's awesome. I've gotten to create the whole brand persona and it's funny because it's um, the the tone of voice is kind of this like mid thirties, intelligent, educated Aussie surfer bloke. (laughs) Obviously I'm not Australian, I'm not a bloke, but I'm writing, I'm trying to be a little cheeky or think of like how an Australian would say this. I try to think of how my partner would say something. So it's just like those little turn of phrases and even just the spelling of like the S's versus the Z's. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had to, it's like learning a whole new language. Yeah, that's cool <laughs> how you can really put yourself in the heads of that and like in the head of the brand that you're writing for. Mm-hmm. And that I think that kind of proves that like you're really good at copywriting because <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I find that it kind of brings me back to my childhood that like I always just love playing pretend and make believe. Oh, that's cute. So it's like I just get to use my imagination and pretend to be someone else. And you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I want to be an actress when I grow up. So Uh it's like maybe I've kind of achieved that, but in a different, offhanded way. I don't know. Now I'm just 
blown smoke on my skirt, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, so, it is. yeah. Yeah. That's really cute. So you mentioned in the beginning of our conversation, how you invested in a copywriting course and how that kind of got you started. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten a chance to work with a coach yet, like a life coach or a business coach or any type of coach? Yeah, actually. So I worked with a life coach before, like a year before the pandemic, before I pursued copywriting. I just, it was about April of 2019 and I was just feeling really stagnant in my job, knew that I didn't want to go to the nine to five every day. I'd actually taken a solo surf trip to the Philippines for two weeks. And I just like lived this magical island life for two weeks. And it was amazing. But as soon as I came back, it was like, everything was the exact same. Nothing else had changed. And it was very distressing because I felt like I had this life-changing experience where I saw that there was another way to live, way to live more simply Mm -hmm. and like, find that deeper connection with nature and just a simpler life and coming back to LA and working for an influencer marketing agency. It was very fast paced and it felt a bit, a bit vapid. And I understand that Instagram is an extremely powerful tool, especially when it comes to marketing your business. I use it. The surf company we work for uses it. Instagram is powerful. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but there's just something I felt very disconnected going back to that position and yeah. just, not not feeling like I was really making a difference in the world and not making a big difference in what I wanted for my own career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just that really strong feeling of disconnect and feeling really stagnant for a while for about six months or so. And I always get to the point where I feel like crap for a really long time. I'm like, all right, something needs to change. If I don't yeah. change, nothing's going to change. And my roommate at the time she had been working with this life coach and referred her and her referral process is, you know, you get one free consultation and then we decide if we want to work together. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got on the phone with her, I felt so understood. Her voice was like a warm hug. She felt like, <laughs> she felt like your mom slash best friend slash aunt who could kick your ass, but who could also, <laughs> who could also console you when you're having a rough day. <laughs> I love that. And, yeah. She was, she's awesome. Um, and so I told her what I wanted to achieve was that, you know, I wanted to become more independent. I wanted to go travel. I wanted to be financially stable enough to save X amount. I wanted to save 20 grand by the end of the year, which is a lot of money, especially when you live in LA, Mm -hmm. save a lot of money, go freelance full-time and travel the world. And I believe that it was definitely a combination of actually taking that risk of working with someone and, you know, because admittedly it did feel like a financial burden at first she explained the cost and I was like I'm trying to save all this money for this and I don't know if I can afford four grand over the course of four months like that's insane Mm -hmm. and um and she explained it really well and she's just like honestly this is an investment in yourself and down the line you probably won't remember how much money it was and yeah it was either four or two grand I don't even know (laughs) because it was so impactful but again just that like when you take a chance on yourself and when you give yourself that gift of investment to help yourself get out of a rut to make changes in your life that's when that's when the real magic happens and so definitely a combination of of meeting weekly and going through you know what I'm doing and um you know she's arming me with tools and resources and exercises that kind of help me again just shift that mindset a little bit 
nothing she was saying was rocket science. Nothing was totally groundbreaking. I could have read blogs and Google articles all about it. But I think the biggest thing was that semblance of accountability. Yeah, I sure. had, some, had someone who I was talking to weekly who checked in with me, who asked me about the things we talked about last week. What kind of improvements have we made? And again, that, that accountability was huge. And potentially yeah. that's something I'm missing being a freelancer now, you know, I'm saying, oh, I don't have anyone to do gold stars for. <laughs> so maybe that's where it comes in that having that life coach or business coach, someone to kind of report to in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily for getting a promotion, but for, for giving yourself that kind of that little bit of love and care that you need. But either way, whether it was checking in weekly and getting those tools and resources to help me, but from the moment we started working together, to four months later to the day I had gotten laid off, got that nice, healthy severance check. And when I'm sitting on my balcony trying to figure out what the bleep to do with my life, hit me like lightning that, oh, you're going to go travel and you're going to go freelance. And you may not have been ready to quit your job and leave on your own, but it was the choice was removed. And it kind of just like thrust me into those, those actions that I had been wanting to take for at least a year now. And working with my life coach kind of helped me feel brave and confident and know that I could handle it and know that I can do it. And it was just a really beautiful conversation. Our, our final, our final call wasn't scheduled for the next day, but I was like, Rebecca, we got to meet. I got to tell you something really big. (laughs) And it was just like such a weepy, proud moment because, yeah, it's like I took that chance on myself. I invested a couple grand to talk to this woman. I never even met her in real life. It was always just phone chats. Ne- never mm-hmm. even met her. Mm-hmm. And she changed my life. She just helped me find that confidence and that resilience and resourcefulness to get shit done and make it happen. That's awesome. <laughs> Cause like, it's, it's hard. I think one of the hard things about being an adult, they don't really tell you, you have to figure it all out for yourself, you know, from kindergarten to senior year and whether or not you go to university or trade school or get a job afterward after that, like kind of on your own. Yeah. And you're lucky if you have a support system and family and friends to be there for you. But after that, you got to figure it out for yourself and you have to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. No one else is going to make it happen for you. You have to make it happen for yourself. Mm-hmm. And a part of that too, I think is like really assessing what people tell you that you should do and really deciding for yourself what feels good. Mm-hmm. And even like in you sharing the story about how you were sitting there and you just got this like I'm going to call it like an intuitive message of like, I'm going to travel. Mm-hmm. Like that takes a real trust in, in your own intuition and a trust in like, no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it was that moment of, we'll call it like divine surrender. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a surrendering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just sat there and I remember like sitting up, perking up, like, oh, this is literally what I wanted. No, I don't want to go out and apply for another desk job. I got, I got <laughs> things to do out in the world. <laughs> so, and it was actually really funny because I didn't end up saving 20 grand at that point. It's like, I was pretty close. Didn't quite make it. I was like, it's fine. I'll make it work. I'll make it work. And yeah. then once I started selling all my stuff 
all of my furniture and getting rid of everything. And then as soon as I sold my car, I don't know if CarMax like messed up the numbers or what, but they gave me way more money than I was expecting for my car. (laughs) (laughs) So with that CarMax paycheck, photo paycheck, it ended up putting me at my 20 grand mark. That's awesome. (laughs) And maybe call that a money mindset. You know, you set out to give yourself that goal. Like I want to save 20 grand before this trip. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you seek abundance or when you're aware that abundance is around you and that you can make it work, it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. (sighs) And also too, how you said about the coach, like meeting weekly. So there's the accountability, but then I think also a huge part of it is like, if you set a goal on your own, you might write it down once and like never look at it again. I know I do that a lot, (laughs) but when you work with a coach, like you're revisiting those goals every week, every week, every week. And she was a spectacular mirror that helped me, you know, see what kind of roadblocks I was intentionally or unintentionally putting in front of myself and like, let's break that shit down. Let's get it out of here. So, you know, yeah, kind of being faced with that mirror was really, really eye-opening. It wasn't always comfortable. It wasn't always warm and squishy and lovely. It was sometimes like a bit of a slap in the face and a cold shower, but sometimes we need that. Sometimes yeah. We need that. yeah. And it takes that, um, I think again, it takes that surrender and knowing like, this is good for me. So even if it's uncomfortable, I'm getting help. It's okay that I'm getting help and it's going to take time for me to adjust and grow. And this person is here for my best interests. Exactly. Exactly. And I've always really prided myself on my fierce independence, almost to the point of my own detriment, because that sense of independence, it's almost like a resistance to asking for help. Mm -hmm. So when I finally get to the point where I'm like, I need some help, like we'll call that a low moment, but you know, I recognize that I need to be more open to receiving help on a regular basis because clearly asking and receiving help is nothing but beneficial for me and for Mm -hmm. my business. So again, back to that word surrender, when you finally open yourself up to the possibility of like what asking for external help can do for you, there's no, there's no limits. Mm -hmm. I definitely struggle with the same. And I think it's, I think it's kind of common when people start a new business, they want to do everything themselves mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for money reasons because they don't want to be paying people. But like sometimes like you actually make more money by spending it up front. Absolutely. That, I like, mean, they say that all the time. You're gonna spend money to make money. Baby. Yeah. Or like yeah. even like, for example, I don't know if I mentioned this in, in this recording, but like I hired you for my evergreen newsletter. Before I hired you, I was like spending hours like, I don't know what to write. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Well, now you're cranking them out all the time because I think maybe, <laughs> and this is just me projecting, but I think a big thing that helped you find find or rediscover your voice was even just that like planning content tool. Yeah. Just, yeah. What yeah. are the pain points, goals, and mm-hmm. issues that my audience are facing? And like, what are things that I can talk about that relate to that? And and again, four different types of posts relating to one topic, mm-hmm. educational, conversational, inspiration, inspirational, and connection. So it's like, I still get your emails. I'm like, <laughs> I see your voice. I see that snappy personality. coming through. So it's like, you've taken 
what I helped you with and you've made it your own and we're able to launch with it. Oh, I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> for you. I'm so glad you found me on Instagram. Yeah. It, was, it was such a lovely surprise when you slid into my DMs. <laughs> and we're like, can we work together? Like, oh my God. High school, yes, let's do it. <laughs> Love seeing people. You know, it's just always a nice feeling when you see people from your past who are forging their own paths and making their own moves yeah. and crushing mm-hmm. it. It's just and I think with this like collective of emerging entrepreneurs and business owners, like we all want to help each other. Yeah. I think yeah. we all recognize we all have something to give to the world and we all, we all just want to help each other. Yeah. I think especially too, I don't want to be sexist, but also especially amongst us ladies, because like we don't have as much opportunity in, <laughs> no. in the corporate world. <laughs> Finally r- rising up from the ashes, like the yeah. fiery phoenixes that we are. So we're all just like, hey girl, let's do it. Historically speaking, the majority of my clients, clients have all been female. Varuna is the surf company is the only, yeah. you know, male dominated brand that I'm working with every other client I've had has been female yeah same here Mm -hmm. I haven't worked with any men yeah (laughs) I had a sales call with one but then it didn't end up being anything (laughs) yeah yeah I actually did too I I wasn't really feeling his energy and again that's where that freedom of being your own business owner is is like you get to you work with because you want to work with clients who align with your values as well and vice versa Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can be scary sometimes to say no, cause you're like saying no to money, yeah. but really like, you don't want to resent a project. No. I've been there and it's not worth it at all. <laughs> oh, no, I want to, you know, feel excited about what I'm working yeah. on. So I know that it's going to help someone else and not just make someone else a lot more money for the sake of making money and not have, you know, a great impact on society mm-hmm. or the environment or someone's mind or heart. It just, mm-hmm. you know when you listen to that, that intuition and let it guide you again, that's that's when the money will come. That's when the opportunities will come. That's when the relationships will come. It's just about honoring that divine intuition. If we get back to that divine feminine, we got, we got that intuition. We might have to do a whole second episode talking about that (laughs) because I could talk about that for hours. (laughs) Yes. Oh yes. But tying it back to it being okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's chat a bit about what you love helping people with, how they can find you online and all of that before we end. Yeah, no, so like I said, I tend to, I tend to specialize in web copy and I've dabbled in a bit of web, web design as well. I'm no, I'm no developer, but you know, I can get my hands nice and greasy and Wix and show it and all the fancy platforms, but I really love doing web copy for new and emerging entrepreneurs. Again, when you're starting your own business, it can be really intimidating to put it all together. And you're trying to figure out who your audience is, what you're trying to sell, what your services are. You know, the to-do list continues to stack up. So in this way, if you're almost able to kind of relinquish that sense of power and let someone else help you build up that storefront and shine a light on, on your voice, that's what's going to help you connect, forge that deeper connection with your audience. So a lot of times, again, it's just building that website and helping people connect to and find their voice. Because a lot of times it's hard to talk about yourself and, you know, we're kind of conditioned to repel any sense of like, well, I do this, I do this. And, you know, talking really, talking really proudly about yourself in Australia, it's called tall poppy syndrome. 
you're oh my not, God, that's funny. It, it's a whole thing. So like Americans, we're very confident and we like we talk about ourselves all the time, but Italians, we're tall strong. poppies. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're tall poppies. We want everyone to know. But again, when you are starting out, when you're just working with yourself, sometimes it can be hard to tap into like, what is the most creative, effective story from my experience that's going to help me reach my client base and what's going to resonate with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, whether if it's writing copy and language that's going to go directly into their inbox with an email funnel or, you know, kind of jazzing up those fun social captions to help you reach people on social so that they can see your consistent web presence. Or if it's just giving them a destination to go to online, again, just to know that they're a legit business person. They have a personality. They're a real person. They're not just some crazy person in some basement, even though we all work from home. So I guess we're all like in some basement somewhere, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so how can uh people listening find you online and find out about how to work with you yeah so if you want to find me online i am www.bosscopy.co and uh it's boss b-o-s one s like my last name um yeah my tagline is not a typo because obviously i want to make sure people know when they get to my site they're like is she a boss cop- copywriter who doesn't even know how to spell the freaking word what <laughs> Deal. So just trying to make a little play on words with my own name, but yeah, bosscopy.co is where you can find me. I remember reading that and I think it said like, not a typo. I've just been blessed with a great surname or something. Like yeah. that. Like, That's <laughs> That's a just the that made before. me giggle. <laughs> before we go any farther, I want you to know, like, I do know how to spell boss, but that's not the way we're spelling it today. <laughs> and I'll put that uh, link in the show notes. Yeah, that'd be and- great. Thank you so much for joining me today, Lauren. Thank you, Celia. It's always so great to catch up with you. And again, I just, I love, I love seeing classmates kick ass. So keep <laughs> what you're doing. It's really inspiring. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. If you enjoy this episode, please support the podcast by leaving us a review, by letting us know your takeaways on Instagram at Openly Spoken. And I am so grateful to be in your ears and I will see you next week.